A reading from John 1, 44-46. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. Oh, man, I just love these these uh, little vignettes, these pictures of of um, people discovering Jesus in the Gospels. And this one has so many aspects to it. This surprise, you know, I'm always looking for the surprise in the story. The surprise, of course, is that the Messiah of the world would come from a, you know, a backwater, wrong side of the tracks village that everyone knew about called Nazareth. I could focus on that for a while, but instead I'm going to focus on this come and see line, this famous, this which would become famous line, Nathaniel, uh, or Philip says to Nathaniel, come and see. And what Philip knows here is that Nathaniel is, of course, skeptical. Can anything good come from Nazareth? And what Philip also knows is that the absolute best evidence you could ever show a skeptic is Christ himself. A revelation from Christ himself is going to be the absolute best evidence for any skeptic. And this is important even today. I have talked several times, I think, on this podcast about my own understanding of the craft, the art and craft of sermon writing and of preaching. And there was a big shift in my preaching some years ago when I realized that my preaching, my words will never actually convert anyone. They will never actually convince anyone. All they can really do is say, like Philip said, come and see. All all my sermons could ever really possibly hope for is that they might create an environment in the room in which people can experience and encounter the risen Christ. So that's that's been a shift in my preparation. It's been a shift in my posture uh, towards preaching. All I'm trying to do is pray through the sermon that the Holy Spirit would create an atmosphere, would create a setting, a platform in which people sitting in the pews would behold Christ in their spirit, in their imagination, in their heart, in their mind. Um, so I that's what I'm trying to do. And what's so exciting then is when you know, people have these revelations. They come to me after the sermon and they say, here's what I heard from the Lord during your sermon. And I just think, yes, uh, I did my job. I know that I can't really convince anyone, but he can. So all I'm trying to do with my whole ministry then is do like Philip did and say to everybody who is within my sphere of influence, come and see, come and see, come and meet Jesus. Is a question sort of implied with the come and see? What do you mean? Well, I mean, come and see, but he's really, uh, in terms of Nathaniel, he's leaving it up to Nathaniel to Mm -hmm. look into it Mm -hmm. and see for himself. Right, yeah. Rather than sort of, you know, like you would do with a crowd, you try to get all the crowd to, you know, be all excited and everything. But just like you said, in in a church setting, you don't know from the pulpit who is actually hearing you. Hmm, you don't, right. you can't know that. I leave that into the sovereign plan of God. You know, I'm not trying to manipulate that at all. I just I trust that some people have ears to hear. Some people might not, but God knows. 
And and that's what happens here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's not just in this thing, but I mean, he doesn't try to, you know, oversell the idea of coming and seeing. He is inviting him to judge for himself. Right. 